Hey, welcome back, everyone. It's the most influential speaker from the House of M here on February 2 or the 2nd. And let's open up the icebox and see what we can find today. It's Sunday, and today is the big football game that everyone's talking about. And I mean everyone. Sports fans, non-sports fans, sportball fans, and all those kinds of people. Um, I retired from sports, uh, being a sports fan, uh, when the Cubs, Chicago Cubs, won the World Series. So I'm pretty much out of every sports things going around. I'll, I'll see stuff every now and then and and pretend I'm interested uh, for the most part. Um, and, and sometimes I'm genuine, but those people know who they are. Um, otherwise, yeah, whatever. Uh, super, super, oh, I can't say it. I remember last time, last week I said the actual thing. And I got sued for $4,000 for mentioning it on this ever-popular podcast. So I got to make sure I don't say it again this week. So I'm going to say, what should I call it? I remember one time I called it the Super Dole. Um, but I still got in trouble for that too. So I'm just going to call it the, the oh God, Sunday's Game. Let's see if I can keep that going on for this, for this opening here. So Sunday's Game is happening today. And it's got... Uh, the thing I'm looking forward to are the movie trailers, and I guess there's supposed to be a new Black Widow trailer, so I'm looking forward to that. That was uh, t- told to me by my by the wild card, my younger brother, so let's hope that's true, and I can't wait to see the new Black Widow trailer. I'm up for another Wonder Woman trailer, too. Why not? I just downloaded um, the only available soundtrack. A piece for the Wonder Woman 1984 movie. Oh, it's so cool. There's like a six-minute version and a two-minute version on iTunes. So I, I bought the six-minute version, and it's it's the mu- it's the music from the the trailer of Wonder Woman's 1980 Wonder Woman 1984. So I got that reason. I'm pretty excited about that. So I'm here for the movie trailers. Hopefully, there's a, a Quiet Place two. We'll have a we'll have a Super Bowl. Sp- oh, yeah, there it is. Four thousand more dollars that I don't have. Uh, Sunday's game. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> they'll have a trailer for that. Casey didn't hear it because I panicked because I mentioned the wrong game today. Um, a Quiet Place too. We saw the first one and it was actually really, really good. So I I really enjoyed that one. So very much looking forward to A Quiet Place too. Um, during the commercials of Sunday's game, <laughs> I'm gonna lose again. All right. Um, but after that, I mean, what else is there to really? See? I mean, people are always. We'll always have something to say about the halftime show, I guess. And this year, it's supposed to have J Lo and Shakira. Um, eh, you know, halftime's pretty much over. I don't even know why I watched the Sunday's game. Um, I, I mean, uh, I don't know. I can't even. I see people posting pictures of what they're eating and stuff, and uh, it looks really, really good. But you know what stinks? Is that you know I since January uh, probably a few a week before January I told you about my my life quote unquote lifestyle changes to try to drop some poundage because I hate my gut. Um, so we're one month in now, just over, but one month in, and I actually went up a pound um, when I weighed myself in today, and it's disheartening. It really is, uh, but. We'll see. Uh, the only thing I can do is just press on and go on to go on to the next month and keep doing what uh, I've been doing. So there are good changes, but um, I just got to find something else to keep it to keep it going uh, and avoid those moments where I get angry when I realize I'm eating celery with peanut butter or an apple 
Nah, you know, some people like apples. Some people would kill for an apple, I guess. Not me, though. I <laughs> but I'll, I'll do what I can. Maybe I'm going to try to drink more water, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. It's I'm frustrated. I don't even know why I'm talking this week on the podcast. I'm so ticked off. Um, my own fault, though, right? I got here on my own. It's not like these pounds just appeared. Whatever. God, I stink. Um, but whatever. I'll, I'll keep going. Uh, but back to Sunday's game. What was I saying? I don't even think I. I don't even know why I watch it because I'm not into the the thing, the 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 the, the football game or the the player. I don't even care who's. I don't even know who's who's uh, playing to be honest. I think San Francisco because they beat the Green Bay Packers. I think I remember that. Um, be more exciting if the Packers are in it to be honest. So I, I don't know because the, the Green when Green Bay Packers win because I'm locally in Milwaukee here. People are a lot happier. And, you know, I'm a fan of being happy, so <laughs> even if it's at my expense, go figure that out, God, which happens quite often. Uh, but I guess San Francisco's in it, and I don't know, who, the Kansas City Chiefs? Is that who they are? Is that who's in it? We'll go with that. These two red teams, um, so that's going to get confusing on the field. Uh, they have away jerseys, don't they? Well, I don't, sure, they probably do. You'll, you'll be able to tell. You'll be able to tell. Um, well, my prediction for the Sunday's game, uh, I'll pick. I'll pick San Francisco got nothing to base that off of um other than that's the team i really am positive that's in the sunday's game tonight um but past that uh, there's no there's nothing else behind it about why they should win um other than like i said they're in the game uh so i hope you enjoy your super let's <laughs> see i almost got another fine for four thousand dollars hope you enjoy sunday's game today uh, let me know what you watch it for. You won't. No one will. Uh, but if you wanted to, you can email me at iceboxcast at gmail.com to let me know uh, why you watch Sunday's big game. Well, have fun today. Uh, eat some good food. Hope you hang out with some cool people. Um, I'm going to hang out with my House of M crew, and we will watch Sunday's big game and have some fun with it, I guess. I hope. I work at a place where I deal with a lot of people quite often. And with those experiences, I have to talk a lot. Nothing wrong with that, I guess. Um, And people talk with me as well. Um, And one thing I just kind of mentioned or realized is that I'm able to smell a lot of breath. Let me say that again. I work in a place where I talk a lot and a lot of people talk with me and we have conversations. And in this time, I realize I'm able to smell a lot of breath from people. And I notice it maybe too much. I should just let it go, but I I can't. So I'm wondering, um, do you, you, not you specifically, but yous out there who happen to be listening, um, do you realize that? Do you, do, you, do you catch people's breath or do you just catch it when it stinks? You know, I, I smell some breath and it, smell, it smells, I don't want to say good because I don't. that sounds creepy, right? If I say, oh, wow, your breath smells good. That sounds kind of dumb. But I, I've smelled bad breath, right? I smelled, I guess, what I would call normal breath where there's like either no scent or... 
it just smells like a dentist office maybe i don't know you know what that kind of smell is it's just like nothing or it's like ster- sterility kind of, i guess um and i don't want to say good breath but um we'll say highlighted breath I guess we'll call that and highlighted breath. What I mean by that is just breath that's been enhanced. Maybe I'll call it that enhanced breath. Um, An enhanced breath would be anyone who's like chewing, you know, mint gum or sucking on a mint, uh, that kind of stuff. Enhanced breath. I don't want to say is preferred, but I guess that's that's better. I like I like enhanced breath. I'll go with that. Normal breath is fine, too. I got no problems with normal breath. It's just that the bad breath or even um, like coffee breath sometimes too. Uh, I mean, you're drinking coffee is really only so much you can do. I don't mind it, but I mean, I notice it. I get that's 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 the that's the thing. That's the takeaway I want you to have. So I just notice it. It's not a good or bad. I just notice it. So what I've done is I've taken a page out of Larry David's book from his show Curb Your Enthusiasm. And there was an episode or episodes I don't remember now. Um, in one of the seasons, yeah, this is really good research. I can't tell you what the ep- I can't tell the episode or season that it happened in, but he his his um, methodology is to always have mint, have a mint on him, minty breath. So he has minty breath. So he'll have what I call enhanced breath, um, and so that's what I've done. I I, I always make sure I'm chewing like uh, uh, I don't know gum, uh, you know, like the the spearmint gums. Uh, I always really try to make sure they're sugar free. Like that really helps. Well, I look at me, okay? Well, you can't see me, but you really, I got girth. We'll just say that. Um, so anything helps. And I don't want her to mess up my teeth, you know, getting just chewing on gum with all that sugar and just kind of staying there. That's really why I do that. Anyway, um, so make sure I have that. Um, or I also carry sugar-free Tic Tacs, you know, like the, the white ones, even though I prefer the green-colored ones, I guess. Yeah, I do like the green-colored ones better. Why do I have the white ones then? I think that's because all they had. I bought the white ones and they're fine, but they're like minty. So I always want to make sure I have minty breath or the remnants of minty breath. So I want to make sure I have enhanced breath um, so that if people happen to notice my breath, they'll like say, oh, well, he's chewing on something or he's got some kind of mint going on there. Um, They probably won't know to call it enhanced breath because I pretty much just coined that phrase right now. But um, I'd rather them remember that than like saying, oh, God, what terrible breath. Does that mean you have terrible breath? Well, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. But, I mean, it's I prefer to have enhanced breath. I don't think I have bad breath. I don't know. I guess you can tell me. Anyone who's, who knows me or has, who has talked to me can tell me that. Don't be afraid. That's uh, fine. I'll take it. God, I won't like it, but I'll take it. Um, but, yeah, fresh breath. Why, why, you know, uh, did you ever know? I just want you to, I just want to know if you people notice that. Um, you people, oh my God, my audience, just let me know if you, if you, if you care, do you care again? Maybe you just, I'm just making this out of nothing, but maybe you just care when you realize someone has bad breath and by bad breath, I mean, you know, stuff's going on and it causes you to do almost like a double take or like a gasp or like take a step back. You ever, you ever smell that someone's talking to you? I have, and they're like saying something. I'm like, Oh, I, I, I try not to be audible. And I try not to make a scene out of it because I'm usually dealing with the public and that's tough to do, but I do it. Um, but it, it, it's tough. And I'm like thinking, it's like, oh my God, dude, seriously, um, just take something or brush your teeth again or scope or something. I think that's when I finally first noticed it. I remember that just occurred to me when I said scope. So I was in uh, maybe second grade or something. Nah, it was probably fourth or fifth. And um, we were in 
church and during school and we were doing some kind of musical practice, but we were seated in the church for, I don't know, for whatever reason. And this kid next to me, uh, who was a, you know, a grade school friend, they're no longer, oh God, that's a whole other topic. Anyway, he was a grade school friend and he, he's, he, he said he sat next to me and stuff and at one point during the church thing uh he was like hey i just want to tell you um one word and i was like what and he's like scope and i'm like oh he's like you know what i mean i'm like yeah okay okay thank you and then that killed my day um and so i'm like oh my god i have bad breath you know stuff like that at fourth or fifth grade right um and i think that's maybe what I have to attribute my current rant over right now. Um, anyway, yeah, I remember that day specifically. There's a lot of dumb memories of grade school like that. Uh, now that I think about it, I'm not going to go over them right now. Maybe on another podcast. Well, anyway, I remember that. Um, so yeah, scope. So I remember trying scope after that and stuff and like, okay, make sure to do that. But then you have scope breath. And like, uh, I don't know if that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's much better. Um, it doesn't last either, you know, scope, if you don't, like, you know what you got to do is, like, after, especially after you brush your teeth and stuff, you got to make sure you're you're breathing out the air. You got to make sure your mouth is open, like like a zombie or something, because otherwise you keep your mouth closed and everything just kind of collects inside, you know, and it just kind of, I don't know, there's some kind of, like, barrier or stuff that accumulates. So you got to make sure you open your mouth so that stuff gets out and mixes with the general air to compensate whatever forms inside the mouth you know what that's 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 i don't know just i'm going with enhanced breath and advise other people to do it too not everyone i mean like i said if you have normal breath eh, no problem i got no problem with that um coffee breath hey i'll even deal with that i mean i i'd like a good cup of coffee too i'm a i'm a social coffee drinker if that makes sense that's like when if there's a if i'm at a gathering which I am rarely at, right? I mean, you know how I feel about being out in the public and stuff. Um, but if you, if everyone's drinking coffee, I'm like, ah, sure, let me have a cup. And then I don't even know. I'll, I'll always change what I have. I have no go-to coffee uh, beverages. I just take the coffee and then I, I don't know, I'll put uh, sugar in there. What about your sugar-free gum? Well, I need sugar with my coffee. Um, and like creamer, creamer is a must though. I have to have creamer with it. Yeah, and then I just sip it, um, and I usually don't finish the whole cup. Uh, I just kind of drink it till I'm done with whatever gathering I'm at, and then I dump it or, or something. Yeah, oh, because once it gets cold or something, you know, that's I don't really like that. People drink cold coffee all the time. Charlie Huckle. Uh, if I wanted a guest on the show, I would have invited someone, um, other than you. So bear with me. Uh, but yeah, I guess so. Um, people do drink cold coffee. I always remember that clerk's line he's like what do you mean you have no ice you mean i gotta drink this coffee hot you know and then looking look nowadays people drink what do they call cold coffees what are they what are those cold coffees called are they called cappuccinos or coldafinos what are they called i don't remember but people drink cold coffees i don't i'm not a cold coffee social drinker (laughs) um anyway so yeah just you know i i always keep mints on me (laughs) <laughs> that is that the point I wanted to make of this rant? That's what I wanted to get out of this. I, I carry mints on me. So if you ever need one, just let me know. Um, and celebrate your normal breath. Normal breath is good. I wish I had normal breath. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. Um, 
but I, I'm going with the enhanced breath. Eh, pretty much a stupid topic on there. Let's go down to something better. So, something happened to me maybe a week and a half ago now, and it was pretty, pretty uh, traumatic for me anyway. Um, so I'm not going to go into specifics, uh, cause I don't want to be liable for anything, but, um, I'll just say I got hurt and the hurt involved a blade and my hand, um, specifically, uh, my pinky finger, the tip of it. Even more concise is the nail on said pinky finger near the tip. Tip. Tip is kind of a nice word to say. Anyway. Um, well, uh, so a blade made contact with that tip of my... <laughs> tip, tip, tip. Anyway, uh, fingernail, uh, or the blade pretty much cut my, my, my fingernail off on the uh, pinky finger there at the tip. <laughs> um, and uh, it hurt. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't like just a nice little cut either. It wasn't clean or anything. It wasn't just like a nice slice or whatever. It was a cut that kind of ripped and uh, made, me made me bleed. Um, not the point of the story. The point of the story of this one is I wanted to say that I couldn't get the bleeding to stop. So I had to seek medical attention. And we proceeded with some measures there. And the biggest and the measure we were hoping to work was to apply pressure to said injury to stop the bleeding. And it didn't work after multiple attempts. It like didn't even slow it down. So I'm almost passing out at this point. I'm not. I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, it was it was just bleeding just the same as when I first cut it. So the medical expert said I might have to try nitrate sticks. And I'm like, okay, but try nitrate sticks. I don't know what those are. Um, but uh, I was like, go ahead and do what you got to do to stop this so I can, one, get out of here and go about my day and then uh, number two start healing because it hurt like a mother um so he comes back in and he's got his little tray and he's got his gauze and he's uh, and i see like two like i don't know i don't know how maybe five inch like sticks so i'm assuming oh those got to be the nitrate sticks and like well what do they do and he's like says well they for all intents purposes cauterize the wound and when I heard the word cauterize, I kind of panicked. I'm like, that, unless there's some other medical jargon, that pretty much means it's going to burn. So I got a little nervous, and I'm like, cauterize? And he's like, yeah, um, there's chemical in there that will react to um, your blood vessels and hopefully cauterize the wound. I'm like, all right. And when I heard that, all I thought of was, like, uh, the scene from Rambo 2 when he puts like gunpowder through his entire body or not entire body, but a bullet wound in his like lower abdomen to burn the wound and stop the bleeding. That's cauterization. So I'm thinking, uh, it's not going to be that 
extreme because you know, it's not a bullet wound. Um, but it's going to hurt. So he says, you may feel some discomfort when I apply it. I was like, oh, okay. Well, a little discomfort or a little pain. Like, that's fine. It hurts already. Um, and prior to that, I had to wash it uh, when I got there. So I, I had to pour water on this thing, and that hurt like a like a like a crocodile. I can't think of another word, the real word I want to say. It's like got to keep this family friendly. So that hurt like a crocodile, and then I had to put soap on it, and that stung like an alligator. What's with the reptile references all of a sudden? Um, and that hurt. So I was like, okay, well I've already had pain. It hurts now. I felt worse twice already. Um, what's what more is a nitrate stick gonna do, right? Well, I'll find out. So the nitrate stick, I mean, when he said cauterize, I'm thinking fire, right? So I'm like, and it looks, so the sticks on the thing look like a matchstick, like a kitchen match. Um, so I'm thinking maybe he had to scratch it to, to ignite the fire. I was like, oof, it's going to, it's going to burn. I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe, you know, like candle wax burn or something, you know, it'll, it'll hurt right away, but nothing major, little, uh, you know, later on, it'll, it'll dissipate. Um, I was wrong. <laughs> and he put the stick on my wound and I kid you not in my 42 years of life I have never felt this much pain before ever and I wanted to scream when he did it it was a chemical burn and it wasn't like for a second he was doing what this medical expert does and, you know, pressing the nightstick, the nightstick, the nitrate stick um, on my exposed flesh. And it wasn't for a second. It was multiple. I, I lost track. I mean, I almost blacked out for crying out loud. I didn't. I'm just kidding. Um, but he was he was pressing it on there and it was burning and I wanted to scream, but I didn't. The only thing I can muster up was, oh, my God, Doc, what are you doing? Right. That's all I could say. My right hand went up into the air and I wanted to slam it down on the keyboard that was next to me. But all I did was bring it to my right leg knee area and I just squeezed the heck out of my right knee. Um, I wish I had something to bite on for crying out loud. And and, 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 am I making this sound like I was a wimp? Um, Possibly. Very, very possible. But I'd like to think I have some kind of pain tolerance. Um, But this hurt like none other. And I know in the grand scheme of things, there's plenty of other things that hurt a lot worse. But you know what? I haven't experienced it. Okay? I haven't experienced it. This is what I've experienced, and that's what I'm talking to you about. So one stick did not cover it. It was still bleeding. Not nearly as bad. And I could see areas of the flesh now because it wasn't covered with blood. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I I, I did a number on this thing. And I saw black areas now. So I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's the burn. Um, he says, well, I got to use another one. I'm like, have at it. Let, let's do it. Let's get through this thing. And he put the other one on and just as much pain as the first. Uh, it hurt really bad. And I'm like, I wanted, I thought I'd see smoke coming from my finger. Um, <laughs> because it just burned. I couldn't believe it. And it, oh my God. I, I, oh, it just, it was bad. I didn't, I don't want nitrate sticks ever again, unless I'm bleeding that bad and the need to do it. That's fine, I guess. Um, but cauterization, that's, I had my finger cauterized with nitrate sticks. Um, worst pain I've felt in 42 years. Um, and the second stick 
to this completion too. He didn't just like put it on there and then that was it. It was done. He used all the nitrate. However much nitrate was on those sticks, he used all of it on both sticks. And the second one did the trick. My bleeding stopped. It looked all red. It looked all black with spotty with black. Oh, geez, I can't even talk. It brings up horrific memories. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, it was like you know black spots on it too. And again, that's where the burns were happening. Um, but I lived. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, they, we wrapped it up and we, uh, you know, I got orders on what to do next and keep an eye on this and infection and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so, uh, that was my experience with nitrate sticks for the first time in 42 years. Uh, just wondering, uh, if you've had the pleasure of experiencing nitrate sticks, I hope you didn't. Um, but I'm sure you probably like had worse pain too. And I'm just kind of making this out of nothing. What do you call it? Making an, a molehill out of an anthill or an anthill out of a molehill or something like that? Or I don't know, something like that. Uh, blowing it out of proportions, I guess I'll say. But uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, you weren't there. It was just me and the medical expert, and I experienced a lot of pain. Um, but did the trick. Nitrate sticks. That's my experience with those things. So I also went to a comic book show uh, a week ago, and um, it was a little it was a little one. I I'd never been to this one, so I didn't really know what to expect as far as like the size. Um, it was at the what, what the heck was it at um, New Berlin Ale House, I think, and uh, I was able to go with uh, Diggs, and I invited my my godson Trevin uh, to come out there too. So we, we, the three of us went out there to check, check it out. Uh, my friend Paul, uh, was, made it out there too. So we ran into him and, uh, we looked, we all looked at kind of st all different things and such. Um, the show wasn't like, as I said, wasn't big, but it was big enough to spend a couple hours at and, uh, a lot of fun stuff. Um, so my sickness is, uh, Funko Pops and they had quite a, quite a few Funko Pops. Um, a couple dealers are selling them at a little exasperated prices, right? Um, but there was one one table that we saw towards the beginning that had a, some really really good prices on Funko Pops and like cheap prices. So these things normally retail between you, it's a gift if you find them for eight ninety nine, but maybe ten or eleven bucks in retail. And then if they're exclusive ones, those are usually like fifteen. And if there are bigger ones, those can go between twenty to thirty dollars a piece. So when you see a price of Funko Pops for like $5 or $6, you kind of have to jump on it. And uh, so he had a few, he had quite a few of those. And there weren't Funko Pops that I necessarily wanted um, or cared about, but I always do like looking at them. And I ended up picking up one uh, from them too. It was, uh, it was six bucks. So again, I had to jump on it. Uh, it was a shredder, an 8-bit shredder Funko Pop. It really cool. Uh, from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, in case you didn't know. Um, so I picked that one up from him, and uh, we kept going on. There's tons of comics there, right? We saw one booth, though, that had some hero clicks. And oh my god, talk about a sickness. Um, so the three of us, uh, Trevin, Diggs, and myself, were looking at the hero clicks, and Diggs and I are going crazy because we haven't bought in hero clicks in a while. Because not a, they don't, the craze, I don't want to say is over, but they're not as readily available as they once were at these types of shows um usually the shows when they were in their heyday 
there every table not every table but a lot of tables had them and a ton of them um now it's like we're lucky to see a table at these shows with hero clicks and this this table that we had they were pretty much selling like their their artwork um which is really nice by the way and they just had a, like one little case like a little small tackle box thing of, of hero clicks um i would guess maybe like 40 clicks total <laughs> um anyway we were we were uh uh, excited to see those and we were looking at them and then uh, my godson who's uh, he's looking at these things and he's asking all kinds of questions and great questions too god bless him um, and I'm like I'm, we're answering them Diggs and I and we're telling him yeah this is what we do with this or um, this is who this is and is this a good one nah don't do that and I'm trying to tell him like some of the clicks are like really expensive too that this guy was selling I was like and he, he heard the price point, so automatically he, his thinking is um, if it costs a lot of money, so it's got to be a good click. Then I tell him, not necessarily true, buddy. <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry about that. It's like if you want to buy a click, you got to find one that you like and just keep it at that. If you like the click, then get it. Don't go after one that's just expensive and you think it's going to be good. That's, that's, no, there's, that's, no, that's not fun. Don't worry about that. Just get one that you like. So he was looking at other ones, and uh, he started putting out some someone that he liked. And I picked out a Juggernaut, um, and I think what who did Diggs pick out? Oh, he picked out a Sentinel looking. Uh, he picked out a Sentinel from uh, the X Men universe too. Um, and then uh, the guy who was uh, running the booth, well, you know, he was talking to us and talking about HeroClix and all that stuff. And then Trevin mentions like, "Hey, I, um, I want to play this." And right, those words were like music to my ears. I was like, "Oh, my nephew!" Um, so I told him, "Like, well, let's. If you pick out a click, we'll have to come. You have to have you over again, so you can uh, play a game with us." Um, so I said, "Let's let's pick let's pick one out." So he had his own his own money too, and he picked out a phoenix. And his phoenix had a very cool power, where it has six other. I think it's six. It might be five or six. I can't remember now. Five or we'll just say five or six other um, pieces that come with it. And they're like little flames from pretty much like as if they came off of the phoenix. The phoenix is like a firebird, right? It's uh, Jean Grey's, you know, I don't want to say alter ego, but an enhanced power set that she has um, in the form of a red fiery phoenix. Um, so there's like little game pieces that have a flame. And I guess what you do, these are called like resources. Uh, so he bought a resource fig. And I've never played a resource fig. But the booth, the guy at the booth... Um, was telling me about it, and I was like, okay, this does sound familiar. I was like, I remember this gameplay. I never really played it because I never really bought any uh, resource pieces. Um, but what you do is, I guess, they're the flames, and if you have the flame next to your character, uh, they've now become enhanced by the phoenix. So they introduce a power set that the phoenix displays. Meaning, if let's just say you have a... Um, uh, what's a weak X-Men? Um, let's go with... He's not weak. They're all pretty powerful. <laughs> let's just go with Kitty Pride. Nothing wrong with Kitty Pride. It's just one of the first ones I thought of. Um, so Kitty Pride can normally phase, right? Um, but she would also gain the powers of the Phoenix if you had this flame by her. And some of the powers are uh, like leap and climb, which means you can w go through any, any, any kind of terrain, which... Kitty Pride could probably do it anyway with her phasing thing. You would, you would also, you could also get uh, super strength, which Kitty Pride has no way in heck to get that unless she were by the Phoenix, um, or even like long range expert. 
which means uh, you can your damage when you do a long range attack on characters is enhanced by two um, if you're enhanced by the phoenix so on and so forth the the defense gets adjusted too so if the defense on the phoenix is like invulnerability and kitty pride only has toughness or no defense um she now gains invulnerability so pretty cool power set uh he did end up getting that one and i'm looking forward to having him and digs over to play some clicks and kind of spreading the joy on that because all you really need to know is math um the rules we can always explain but yeah, you got to be able to do math for this thing. And he's at that age where he can do it. Um, probably has been. But uh, it was just so cool seeing him excited about Heroclix. And uh, Diego and I were really getting excited too. So we got to get a game going pretty quickly. Um, my brother was over here the other night. And we were talking about um, doing clicks too. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, went on to the rest of the show. And it was, it was fun. You know, Diggs is looking at stuff. Um, he picked out... Uh, Nintendo 64's uh, Mario game or Mario 64 for the 64 <laughs> uh, Nintendo platform which we've never seen or haven't been able to play on any of the other Nintendo uh, devices so he bought that um, and he started playing that too a lot of fun and and Trev was walking around and it was so cute he was picking out stuff for for his uh, squad at home um, and we, I was making sure he picked the right things or price point wise anyway i was letting him decide what he wanted to get uh his his squad but i wanted to make sure the price point was good so i it went through a little bit of a filter but that was just so he can stretch his money out as much as possible and still get him some stuff too um and i picked a couple of things for him too and uh, it was it was a good show um they had like i said they had uh old toys too the vintage gi joes um that i was looking at uh paul actually picked up a vintage uh destro figure uh complete for uh, as far as i know as well uh, so that was it looked really really cool. Um, they had some Masters of the Universe toys. They had Thundercat toys. I held an original Panther in my hand. A guy saw my bag that I displayed on uh, on here too that I made um, with with the with Panther's head on there. So I took that and I kept my keys and wallet and, and phone in there and such. And he saw that. And said, hey, I also have a Thunder Tank at home. I was like, if you want it, two hundred fifty bucks. So like, hmm, that's pretty enticing. <laughs> it's like, I wasn't going to get it. Um, I don't have $250 to spend on a Thunder Tank. Um, but I would like to. It was, it was perfect. He said it was everything was on there, the treads and everything. So it, it would have been worth it. But now I know how much a Thunder Tank goes for. I loved that vehicle as a kid. Uh, Thunder Tank was everything. Uh, Master of the Universe had, had tons of vehicles too. But the Thunder Tank was probably my favorite action figure vehicle, I think, as a kid. Uh, it's just so so cool um i love that thing so i didn't buy it but um but i did hold panther in my hand the original panther and i probably would have gotten that but he didn't have his nunchucks so i didn't want to get him without his nunchucks um but saw some dc superpowers figures too and i always like collecting those and buying those guys um comic books everywhere uh first appearances i was looking for rom number one uh, which was his Marvel debut, um, and they had one copy for fifteen dollars, and uh, you could tell why it was fifteen. It wasn't really in good condition. I want to get books that are like at least uh, fine or very fine. Um, mint and near mint are awesome, of course, and I have my share of those. But if I ever go back, it's I want fine um, or VF is what they call it, very fine. Uh, and I did see one, and that one was uh, I think sixty five dollars. 
And I'm like, um, that that was a little too much that I wanted to pay for a, a VF copy of ROM number one. So I passed. Um, but it's nice to see that it's out there because I'm like, I don't know why it's so expensive. 65 bucks, come on. There's no ROM uh, movies or cartoons out right now. Bring that price point down and I'll, I'll get it. Um, but it was it was fine. I didn't really go there to buy anything major. Um, I wanted to kind of just go and spend some time with uh, Diego and Trev. So and, and I did. And it was fun. We had a good time. They liked the show. Uh, Paul was there, and he, he had a good time, too. He, he picked up uh, some fun stuff as well. And um, good show overall. So would I go back to it? Yeah, I probably would. Um, maybe bring some more money this time or next time, that kind of thing. Uh, but I have to make money to do that first, I guess. So that that's another problem. Um, but, yeah, good show. So good job, New Berlin, Ale House, uh, Con, whatever you call it. <laughs> uh, good show and I'll probably be back there um, when they have another one uh, I want to just say thanks for uh, listening I appreciate it thank you for taking time out in your busy busy day I hope this was a little bit of a break from your reality um, you can find some cool stuff on our Facebook page at Inspired Creations H-O-M. You'll see all of my cool and fun artwork that I like doing and posting on there that gets no likes. But hey, I still do it anyway because I do it for me ultimately. And if no one else likes it, oh well. Um, but I post that up there. Uh, I got some cool Master of the Universe ones up there now. Go figure, right? Um, and I always do these things uh, in a way so that I can ultimately output these things on our Cricut machine to do fun stuff like that Panthro bag. I called it the uh, Bag of Thundera. Um, but I always try, I always keep those things in mind or, you know, put them on shirts or hoodies like I've been doing too. And, um, or even some of the artwork to put on earrings for, um, fellow nerds that want earrings like that too. Anyway, um, but yeah, Facebook, uh, inspired creations, HOM, you'll see links to our YouTube shows as well. Of course, these podcasts and all that cricket stuff too. Uh, appreciate any likes or shares that you do on there or comments. God, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you on there. Or, uh, again, you can also reach us at iceboxcast at gmail.com. Uh, let me know what you think of the episode. Let me know what you think of the, what you see on our Facebook page and all that fun stuff. Love to interact with you. Um, because you're cool. And that's about it. So I'm not going to let Charlie Huckle say goodbye, but I hope everyone enjoys their Sunday and enjoys the Sunday big game. And I hope you eat whatever you'd like your, your, I I saw someone post corn, ribs, um, nachos, right? Uh, Taco dip, meat, cheese, and crackers. I think I'm going to be having that over here for today for the Sunday's big game. Um, If you drink, drink safely um, and have fun. Have fun with the super game. Uh, the super the Sunday's big game. <laughs> Have fun with Sunday's big game. Enjoy it and enjoy your life. Enjoy every day that you have. It's a gift. And remember, let's see, how does Diggs end the show? He does it so much better than me, I swear to God. But until next slime, may all your cakes be tasty. Bye.